So again, my name is Father Luke, and it's a great joy to be with you this morning. My understanding is that when Father Tom preaches, it's usually like 45 minutes to an hour. And so I'll, I'll do my best, but no guarantees to top that. Brothers and sisters, the state of Kansas right now is bleeding. And she's in need of our prayers. And there is very much a narrative that's being sold in our state today that our enemy is the person that we disagree with. That our enemy is the person who has a yard sign that's different from ours. That our enemy cheers for the other team, whatever that other team is. Brothers and sisters, nothing is further from the truth. Our enemy is never another person, period. Every human life matters. And every human life is worthy of love, not of hatred. And so our enemy is never another person, but there is an enemy to the human race. And it would be very dishonest for us not to accept and recognize this. And so who is the great enemy of humanity? The great enemy of humanity is not another person. The great enemy of humanity is a fallen angel. Satan is his name. We know him. And unfortunately, he is alive and well in our culture today. And brothers and sisters, if we were going to invite the true enemy of humanity into church today, it's kind of a weird thought if we were going to do this, but if we were going to invite him into mass today, and we're going to say, Satan, what is it that you want for humanity? Satan, what is it that you want for my life and for the life of God's children? What would he answer? I think if we're going to be honest, it would be one word, and that word is death. Satan, what do you want for my life? Death. But Satan knows that the children of God uh, aren't stupid. And so he knows that if he comes into church today and he says, hey, death, who wants it? No one's buying. And so he has to make death look like life. And he has to make death look like it's attractive and that it's something that the children of God want. So they choose that rather than life. And so, brothers and sisters, we hear Jesus in the gospel today calling us to attention and calling us to recognize how the enemy often moves in the hearts of God's children. And the enemy's number one play is it's never like, hey, death, choose it. The enemy desires to get us to choose the way of death by lying to the children of God, by deceiving them. And so often he will put riches and worldly honor and fame and glory and power and all of the things that maybe at face value aren't evil, look attractive to the children of God. He puts those in front of us and he encourages us to spend our life seeking those things. And so Jesus in the gospel today, if you were with him, he just encouraged us to recognize this play and to not choose it. What did Jesus tell us? He told us, take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. At the end of the gospel, Jesus said this, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things that you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. Brothers and sisters, the great enemy of humanity is not another person, but the enemy of humanity desires the death of every human person. And he desires to get us to choose death by disguising it as the way to life. And this isn't news. This has always been his play. We go all the way back to the beginning of time and the beginning of our story as human beings we see Satan making war against Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And what was his temptation then? What, what was the play? Do you remember? It wasn't, hey, eat this apple. 
and you'll get life. What was it? It was, did, really, did God really say that? Did he, did he really actually say that if you eat this apple, like, you'll die? Oh, come on. Apples aren't evil, right? I mean, let's be honest, brothers and sisters, apples aren't evil. But when they take the place of God in our life, they do not become good. And so Satan's great play against Adam and Eve is, hey, eat this fruit. And if you eat this fruit, you can become just like God. Satan desires that we choose the way of death by disguising it as life and as freedom apart from God. And so he encourages us to push God, the author of life and the source of freedom to the side. And he encourages the children of God, hey, push him aside and you can become just like him. Brothers and sisters, what would it look like for a culture to push God aside and to say, you know what? We can make ourselves God. Who needs him? Because we have us. And so sin and death entered the world through the fall of Adam and Eve, through them pushing God aside and reaching for what God is not offering and trying to give themselves that place that only God can fill in a human heart and a human life. And so this is how sin and death enter the world, and that's the enemy's desire for every human life, because the enemy hates human life. Because the enemy's anger and hatred of life doesn't come from a place of just like, you know, he's mad. It comes from a place of intense jealousy. Satan is an angel, and angels are not made in the image and likeness of the Father. And when beings were made in his own image and his own likeness, Satan's hatred grew, and he desired to make war on every human life. And it is through human life, when God became man, that Satan's reign has been destroyed. And so Satan remains at war, seeking to build a culture of death in every human heart. And again, this is not news. This started in the Garden of Eden. And if we're with Israel throughout her journey through time, we would recognize that the Old Testament is full of stories of the prophets of Israel. And you know, yes, God raised up prophets to prepare the world to receive his son. But God also raised up prophets to call Israel to attention and to say, hey, this is not the true God. And this is not the way to true life. And so leave these false gods and focus on the one thing and person who actually matters. And so we know the names of a lot of these prophets. We hear them at Mass. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. You probably recognize maybe a few of those guys. These are prophets that were raised up by God to bring a message of repentance to the children of God and to say, hey, what you are worshiping is not the way to life. It is the way to death. And the false God that Israel often worshiped throughout her history, it's known by many different names. You know, depending on kind of who the civilization was that Israel found herself next to, whether it was Babylon or Assyria or whatnot, this God went by different names. But it was always recognized to be the God of worldly success. And this is the God that the true God, Yahweh, always found himself at odds with as he was trying to gain his rightful place in the hearts of his children. And so this God of worldly success, it was referred to as Baal, as Amalek, as Molech, depending on the civilization and culture that Israel found herself near. And many of these cultures and peoples worship this God of worldly success, of honor, of money, of power, of fame, of victory over our enemies in battle. Do you know how this God was always worshipped throughout human history? The God of worldly success, Amalek, Molech, Baal, the, the gods that the Father raised up prophets to condemn the worship of. How was that God worshipped? 
during the life of Israel. That God has always been worshipped through child sacrifice. Brothers and sisters, the enemy of human life does not need to come up with any new plays because the old one continues to work again and again and again. And so our mother, the church, calls us, the children of God in the state of Kansas, in a special way this week to embrace the call that we received on the day that we were baptized and to choose to embrace that prophetic responsibility of the children of God to be the prophets of Kansas in 2022. In just a couple of days, the state of Kansas is going to the polls and we will be casting a vote for or against a culture of life in our state. And we want to recognize that whoever has a political opinion, an opinion that is other than than ours and other than a culture of life, is not the enemy. Is not the enemy. The true enemy of human life is a fallen angel. And what he desires for all of God's children is the way of death. And so we pray and we fast for the courage to bear faithful witness to the gospel of life, the gospel of mercy, and the gospel of love. God has raised up saints in every age for the last 2,000 years to show the world again and again and again and again and again that true love and true mercy are ordered to the giving of life, never its taking. And one of the great examples of this is the patroness of this parish, St. Mother Teresa. How would Mother Teresa vote if she had a vote? Brothers and sisters, how would every saint vote if they had a vote in this election? By the witness of their lives, we know what gives life. And we recognize that love and mercy are always ordered to the giving of life, never to its taking. And so we pray for the grace in this Mass to live in the humble confidence of the love of our God, of a love that is mercy itself, a love that comes down from heaven every time the Mass is celebrated to give itself to us, that we might have life again and again and again. There is nothing more beautiful than the Eucharist. There is nothing more powerful. There is nothing more pure. There is nothing more life-giving than the heart of God himself. And if there was, God would give us that at Mass. He doesn't give us money or fame or power or honor at Mass because the heart of his Son is greater. And so he gives us everything in giving us Jesus. What are the words that make Jesus? We hear them every time we come to Mass. What are the words that make the God of life, that make the God of love, and that have made saints in every age for the last 2,000 years? This is my body, which is given for you. The way of life is found through unselfish, sacrificial giving, never through a life of self-worship. And so Jesus calls us to attention to recognize the wisdom that has been announced in the gift of the Eucharist. And he's looking for friends to be courageous and authentic witnesses of the gospel of life, of mercy, and of love. He invites all of us who are able to vote, to vote yes on the value of them both amendment this week in our state. We pray for the grace to live in the confidence of his love and to live with eyes of mercy for our brothers and sisters, that we, like him, might choose to live every day a yes to life, and a yes to love, a yes that proclaims to all of his friends, this is my body, which is given for you.